Hi, I'm Rebecca, and this is my podcast, The Second Half. Thank you to all of you that have been listening to the podcast and to anyone else that just joined us today. This podcast is about the challenges and joys we experience, especially in the second half of our lives. I hope that the stories that my guests and I share will make you feel less alone as you face your own challenges and will make us all feel more connected as a community. Today on the show, I'm talking to Dr. Cecily Havert about different coping mechanisms we can use to deal with the stress and anxiety many of us are experiencing during this trying time. Dr. Havert is a family doctor with special interests in women's health and mental health. She's been practicing for over 15 years. She also teaches medical students at Georgetown University. She's got a number of awards, including the Washingtonian Magazine's Top Doctor Award, numerous years, including the last three years. Here we go. Hi, Cecily. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me again. I thought today we could talk about some tips to help us deal with the stress and anxiety a lot of us are dealing with, whether it's just regular stress of everyday stuff that we have to deal with, with our work, with our families, with our kids, um, with the pandemic, thinking about what could happen to us, trying to be careful at every moment, um, or even bigger issues of people dealing with anxiety disorders or mental health issues. I think we're all trying to figure out ways to cope. What are some of the things you recommend? Well, you know, um, as you alluded to, this is an especially difficult time. Uh, you know, we all carry anxiety. We all carry stress. Um, however, when you are facing a, a global pandemic, a crisis of this level, suddenly it gets a lot harder to cope and to uh, to manage some of you know the issues that we deal with on a day to day basis. They 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 get louder. They demand our attention a little bit more, um, and also our emotions and our feelings get bigger. Yeah. it seems like when when we're under stress. So I think one of the most important things that we can do uh, to help us get through these times is to remember to be kind to ourselves and to focus on self-compassion. We tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to uh, be perfect, to not make mistakes, to uh, make uh, you know the right decisions. And right now there are a lot of decisions to be made and it doesn't seem like there are any good answers. Right. And we are really putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to make the right one. And it's very stressful to do that. Uh, this is not a time for perfection. This is a this is a time where messy is okay, mm -hmm. and we just have to accept that we are doing the best we can and trust in the decisions that we are making for ourselves. Yeah, especially I mean, right now I know a lot of parents throughout the country are dealing with the decision for school, and yes. For me, it was extremely stressful trying to make the right decision for them, for us as a family, for our health, for our community, for our teachers. It was a, a really hard decision um, that I know the whole country is grappling with. Yeah, I mean, there are no, unfortunately, there's so much that we don't know. We are living in a time of uncertainty. 
And we almost have to learn how to embrace that uncertainty and make decisions based on that, knowing that we're doing the best that we can and just be kind and mindful. That's a, that's a, another uh, topic I'm sure that we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit is mindfulness. That's a very, very important coping mechanism. But uh, it's just, I think, just looking at this time, looking at all of the, the decisions and all of the different scenarios and all of the uncertainty, the, the stress that gets generated uh, because of this is, is immense. The amount of information, because we don't know so much, and I know I'm guilty of this, is that I, I really go overboard on news, on um, parent groups. I start to read everything I can, hoping that somehow I can gather enough information that, that I can know. But you just can't because it's like you said, there are unknowns. So I end up going down this rabbit hole of just reading article after article after article. And even if I tell myself, oh, well, you know, don't get stressed out about it. It's just how it is. I think the time I spend doing that actually creates physical anxiety in my body, even though, you know, I, I try to tell my mind to stay calm. It's very true that, you know, at, during this, this age that, you know, the age of information that we're in, we have uh, information at our fingertips and it, it's everywhere. Uh, it's, it is to the point where it's actually overwhelming or it yeah. can be overwhelming. Definitely. And that's something that that's important to remember. Also, part of uh, coping with our stress is actually to limit mm -hmm. the amount of information that we're allowing ourselves to take. Again, um, you know, it's important to be informed. Uh, you know, we want to be informed of you know, the important science and medical updates and, you know, closures and, and, other, and other issues regarding COVID. However, too much information can actually be detrimental to our mental health. So what I actually recommend is to try to limit the, um, the time that you do on a daily basis, you know, consuming this information, um, allow yourself 30 minutes a day. I know that that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but um, set aside 30 minutes a day and maybe just use one source of information. If it's going to be reading online, uh, some newspaper articles, if it's going to be watching television, uh, if it's going to be listening to a radio program, but limit the information that you have yeah. and try to limit what you're taking in. I think that's such great advice, something that I can't even imagine doing right now, 30 minutes, because I spend so much more time reading the news. But I really want to strive for that. I think it's important that I, I, I'm cognizant of how much time I'm spending uh, researching and, and reading the news. And I, I actively try to make it less for my peace of mind, for my exactly yeah, mental health. And it's not to say that, you know, this is, you know, 30 minutes maybe for somebody who's really struggling. Just be aware how you feel before you read a news article and how you feel after you read mm -hmm. a news article. If you find that your anxiety level has gone up significantly or that just the thought of information uh, in a gathering causes stress, if that's a trigger for you, that's when you have to recognize that it's actually good to try to limit that. Absolutely. You don't need to be sitting in that, in that trigger, in that stressor, just recognizing that that's something that's actually not, not helping. 
so, but you, if it's not something that necessarily causes a lot of stress, spending a little bit more time with it is okay. But I think so much of it is just being aware of how you respond mm-hmm. to true. that. Right. And I think another thing, um, you know, social media um, sites that we use in interacting with other people. I mean, what, you know, there's news sites and then there's social media right. and they really are two different um, things entirely. And we can really get sucked into the social media part, the commentary. You can cut off people who may not, who may be generating more stress right. for you. Right. You can unfriend them. You can block them. Um, you can block a news source. You could, you are in control. If, if a particular commentary, if a particular, news source is giving you anxiety, it's okay to block that. Don't get engaged if that is going to cause more stress for you. Right. Um, You mentioned mindfulness. That's something uh, I have a harder time with. Meditation, mindfulness, we talk about it all the time. But in practice, it's a little bit harder to do. It is. uh, You know, it's, it's something mindfulness meditation. I mean, if you look at uh, what schools are doing, even in the workplace, uh, you know, all these programs, mindfulness meditation, it's, you know, ask my son, he's, uh, you know, he's <laughs> someone that we've tried to work with in the past with mindfulness meditation, he'll sort of roll his eyes at me. But, um, but the reason it keeps coming up, and the reason that the schools and workplaces want, uh, you know, c- keep introducing this is because it actually works. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, fantastic uh, tool to use to manage our anxiety and to uh, just find ourselves in the moment and give us space. What I, what I feel that mindfulness actually does, there's the trigger and then there's the emotion. Right. And that what we're really trying to do is we're trying to create space in between the stressor or the trigger and then our response to it. And what mindfulness can actually do is it can slow down that that response yeah. and allows us to have more control actually over that response, whether it's a, you know, a physical response or even an emotional response, yeah. but we actually gain control when we use mindfulness. So, uh, so, are, so it's something that's really important right now. So what are some examples of things we can do? So mindfulness can be, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be something that, that, you know, where you don't, and you don't have to devote a whole lot of time to it. Something as simple as uh, just uh, squeezing our muscles. Think, um, sit down, relax, and just physically squeeze your muscles, squeeze your foot, squeeze your leg, and feel what that is like. Feel each finger as it squeezes your muscle. How does your muscle feel? What you're really trying to do is you're really just trying to focus on what's happening in your body, on that one action that's happening. And when you focus like that, other thoughts and even other feelings can disappear. Which you're, that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to be in the moment. So just squeeze different parts of your muscle, work your way up um, you know, your arms all the way up to your shoulders, maybe, you know, squeeze the top of your head and you know, spend just a couple of minutes doing that. Something that I recommend with, with even kids is um, blowing bubbles. Bubbles are, are they're really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they look really, they're really amazing. Let's get some of the, you know, the bubble mix and, and blow a bubble. And what I also like about blowing bubbles is that you're actually controlling your breath mm-hmm. a little bit, which is also a big part of gaining control. Right. And, uh, you know, it can also, you know, help 
uh, lower anxiety, just just breathing can help do that. But blowing and creating a bubble, watch the bubble as it gets bigger. How long is it going to take before it pops? How big is it going to get? Watch it as it floats around. And so what you're doing is you're, you're getting your, your attention to the bubbles. So, and then there's meditation. And, you know, that that's something that can be, you know, as simple as closing your eyes for a few minutes, or it can be something as deep as, as ours. And this is, this is a practice yeah. uh, where a lot of times you'll focus on your breath, but there's so many different ways to practice mindfulness. The breathing thing is something I've tried and has really worked well for me. Even though I don't meditate, what I've been trying to do is just take a break in the middle of doing something if it's really creating anxiety and take you know, 10 deep breaths, slow breaths in, slow breaths out. Um, the other thing I have seen, um, and I think you had mentioned to me in a, a previous conversation was coloring books. I've oh, bought, yes. Yeah. yeah. I bought these <laughs> coloring books, these adult coloring books. I've never tried them, but that's something that I'm thinking of pulling out too. A lot of people are doing puzzles, um, those kinds of concentration things that allow you to be distracted from the hamster wheel in your mind of exactly and stuff, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, it it is nice just to be able to just to focus on that. You can almost feel the you know some of the stress and anxiety go away right. when you, when you're when you just allow yourself to to focus on the moment on something that's going on. The the what. What's great about mindfulness is that by practicing being in the moment, you're, you're sort of accepting what is. Uh, so much of our anxiety and so much of our worry is worrying about what's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. and also maybe regretting things that we did in the past or wishing that we could change the past. Yeah. But both of those places, we don't have a lot of control over. and But we do have control over being in the moment. And so by being there, and focusing on that, uh, you know, we realize we can let go of those other times. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that I think is important, really focusing on what we can control. You know, right. it really feels like there's so much out of control right now, out of our hands. And that's really scary. That generates a lot of stress for people. But there actually are things that we can control. You know, we can um, control how often we wash our hands. We can control where we go. We can control whether or not we wear a mask. We can control, you know, when when, when we exercise. So there actually, we do have some means of of control. I think the more important thing is letting go of what we can't control. Mm -hmm. We can't always control when somebody else doesn't wear a mask. I know this is something that that's been generating a lot of stress. We're doing what we need to do, but other people are not. And that's very, very stressful. And yes, I wish things were different, but we can't control what, what they do. And we have to let, let that go and yeah. just be, and just, and just, and, you know, worry about ourselves in the moment. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned to exercise, I don't exercise a lot, but what I have noticed is I've been trying to walk every morning and sometimes at night and my sleep has gotten a lot better because of that? Exercise is really, really important. And I, you know, it, it's hard, especially now with it, you know, being in um, the DC area, it's so hot. <laughs> we're, in the middle, we're in the middle of a, um, you know, a, a heat spell here. But it's, if you can find a time to do something, whether it's outside or even inside, that's definitely going to improve your mood. 
um, and it also improves your your sleep. Um, you know, part of coping is self care, and exercise is, is part of that. Um, getting enough sleep, and by exercising, that can improve your sleep. But also eating um, eating right. You know, trying to maintain you know uh, a healthy diet and uh, being mindful of that can really can really help us feel feel better about ourselves and give us more energy as well. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I do miss is making plans uh, for vacations or, you know, things like that, because I just don't know what's going to happen. I actually encourage people to continue making plans. I think that uh, that that's an important part to, uh, you know, having structure mm-hmm. in our lives, having something to look forward to is, yes. is really, really important. And yeah, I mean, you know, we're used to, you know, planning our big summer vacations or maybe being with, you know, lots of friends or seeing lots of family. And a lot of those plans have have had to change. But it still doesn't mean that we can't make other plans. You know, I've heard of a lot of people um, making plans going um, uh, camping in their backyard, you know, or, you know, something as simple as having something like that. Um, Building something, build something with your family, build something in your backyard, build something in your basement, you know, even putting together, uh, you know, a dinner menu or, you know, put together a, a whole recipe book. You do have to get a little creative, Um, we're definitely not making the same plans that, that, that we have. But the other thing I like to remind people and remind myself is that this is temporary. And, uh, you know, even though we don't know what the other side is going to look like, um, it's not always going to be like this. Even thinking about what you want your place to be in this moment of history right. can be, uh, it, it can be really meaningful. So yes. what, you know, 10 years from now, when we look back and, you know, maybe, um, you know, some of us, well, what did you do during, you know, the pandemic? How do you want to remember this time? Sort of look beyond just like what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, but how is this going to define the time? Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be huge, grand gestures. It could be as, as small as, being in touch with a neighbor that is alone and making sure that you help them along this way. Um, Or, you know, a lot of us are trying to figure out how we can help our communities, people that are suffering in our communities, which organizations are we going to support? It can be overwhelming to think, oh, I want to do something big, but I think, um, a lot of us can do small stuff and every small thing we do will improve life for our whole community. I, I agree. This is, uh, you know, a very a momentous time in our, in our history. And there's a lot that's going to be changing how we do school, how we do doctor's visits, how we go to the store. Um, a lot of this will be changing, but I think we're also recognizing in our society, things that probably need to change. You know, there, there were things that were broken before and maybe using this time to to advocate and be yes. part of the change. Uh, and, you know, just giving yourself something bigger to be a part of yes. <laughs> sometimes can be sometimes can be really helpful when you're feeling overwhelmed with the decisions that you make on a day to day basis. And not to not to say that those those aren't big decisions, but if you kind of remove yourself from that, Sometimes it can be helpful to realize that there are there are bigger bigger things that we can do. Absolutely. Well, Cecily, thank you so much for joining me today 
on the show. I always love having you on and I really appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to, uh, to join you and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, thanks for listening to the show. If you liked it, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it and leave a review. See you next week on the second half.